Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. It's my favorite time of year. I'm John Breeden, your host for this episode of The Gin Lounge here at GameIndustry.com. And it's my favorite time of year because we have announced the games of the year as voted on by our readers. So let's celebrate the winners this week in the lounge. Joining me in the lounge is Nate Woolley, our publisher. Nate, it was Nate's actual idea many, many years ago to let the readers completely choose what the games of the year were. And uh, Nate, I think overall that was a pretty good idea. Don't you agree? Sure, sure. Well, it was my idea, so of course it's good. Um, the the real issue here is so many of these things are just set up, and I prefer to just, you know, we've got a website, we've got, you know, tens of thousands of readers ages ago, and I like letting them speak. <laughs> Frankly, I'd let them on a podcast if they wanted to come on the podcast. Yes, 100,000 readers on our podcast. That would be a nightmare. There's a gauntlet laid down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let them, let them, let them write in. We'll have guests. All right, call Guinness, and we'll have the largest podcast ever. <laughs> yeah. it'll, break, it'll break Skype, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Shella is joining us from England, and uh, Shella, you, you've had a chance to go over the list. Do you, do you think that uh, the readers did a pretty good job picking the winners this year? Yeah, they did. Sometimes um, they come a bit from, from out of left field, but this year, yep, they've got – they pretty much covered all the bases there. That's good. Yeah, I was I was pretty pleased to see the list. Yeah, yeah. And uh, joining us is also Kelly. Kelly is our co-host of the uh, the Gamer Geeks show. And uh, Kelly, uh, welcome to the lounge today. Oh, thank you. Now, have, glad have, to be here. Obviously, you've had a chance to look over the list, and are you generally happy with the way things turned out? Yeah, pretty happy. I mean, there's uh, still the few that you know, makes you go, hmm, but... Or huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get to some of those, but uh, that, that's cool. And I I I'm sorry to see that your ion lost, but uh, but I, I think the winner in that category was pretty cool. I'll let you talk about that category though. I w- I don't want to steal your thunder. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Todd, uh, you usually have a lot to say about the uh, game of the year contest, and sometimes you don't necessarily like the way things turned out. But what do you, what do you think about this year? Well, there are a couple exceptions, uh, but most of the list turned. In my agreement, uh, eventually I'll get to my complaints later on, but they're not much. Okay, well, that's good. Well, I'm glad they're I'm glad they're not much. I know some years you really, really don't like the way things turned out. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's start. Let's let's start at the top. Uh, we have the adventure game category, and uh, Shella, I know that you uh, played the game that won. So why, why don't you reveal who the winner is in that category and tell us a little bit about your experiences with that game? Okay. I feel like I should have a golden envelope. (laughs) Well, yes, I'll get you one. Maybe I should have rustled and pretended (laughs) because obviously it's radio. But uh, (laughs) the the winner of Best Adventure Game 2009 is Assassin's Creed 2, which I think is well-deserved because it's a great example of... um, well, because Assassin's Creed was great because it was new IP, and we don't get that very often. Um, okay, it wasn't entirely successful new IP, but you can see the game that it could be. And, you know, all credit to the team. They pretty much pulled it out of the bag with Assassin's Creed 2. They they 
sort of took the list of everything that was wrong with Assassin's Creed, also took the list of everything that was right about it and um, crossed off the bad stuff, put in new good stuff and came up with a superb game. It looked beautiful, as did the first game. Um, but there was just more depth to it. And um, Ezio was a great lead man, mm-hmm. leading man, I think. He was just, he was, he was very sort of charming and roguish and, you know, you could, um, identify with him and, yeah, he was great. And then there was the little side mission of having your villa to do up in, um, in your hometown or whatever and your gallery of, um, Renaissance Masters, which was fabulous. That was actually and, my favorite part of the game. I, I, yeah, I like putting my village together. <laughs> Yeah, and just like the fact that I could have um, a Botticelli, I loved that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, moving, moving on to the best family game title, we have the winner is actually a series of games, um, and that is uh, the one that won uh, was Wallace and Gromit's Grand Adventures. It actually beat its sister series, uh, the um, the Monkey Tales of Monkey Island, uh, which was another series that came out by the by the same company. Uh, the developers there, um, they they uh, basically put these these uh, games out as a series, and it's really cool because it extends the the gameplay. I mean, Wallace and Gromit. I mean, everybody loves Wallace and Gromit. Nate, wasn't it you? I think that turned me on to Wallace and Gromit in the first place. We used to watch them over at your house. I did. Uh, I I actually got introduced to them by a friend of ours. Uh, who took me to Spike and Mike's Animation Festival, where they debuted, uh, I think, the wrong trousers many, many years ago. Yeah, that was and the then first I, one. Yeah, and then I turned uh, John and company onto them over at my living room in Kensington, Maryland. And since then, I mean, everybody loves Wallace and Gromit. He's a clunky guy. The dog is smarter than he is. <laughs> it's classic comedy. It's English. You can't go wrong. <laughs> That's true. And Shel- isn't that isn't that right, Shella? Is isn't doesn't Wallace portray your typical Englishman? <laughs> uh, yeah, in a lot of ways, from from a certain era. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. And uh, Telltale Games—they're the ones that did the uh, that did the, the the game, and it was it was a lot of fun, and we uh, we enjoyed it, and a lot of families did it, and it's nice to see a family friendly title. So moving on to the online only category, these are basically your MMOs. And Kelly, you're our MMO queen, so why don't you tell us who won in that category? For winner of online only, even though I didn't vote for them, <laughs> is Fallen Earth. Which now that it won, I will tell you I am going to check it out. Okay. Because they got that many votes to beat out eye on, I've got to check this thing out. Yeah, they they did. They have a really good fan base, and their whole their whole game. Because I I did the review on it, and unfortunately, when I did the review, it was sort of an early version of the game. It had just come out, and there were still a lot of problems, so it didn't get that high of a score. But uh, I've since gone back and looked at it, and they've really made some improvements and things. So if you like sort of the Mad Max adventuring out in the wasteland type of thing, it, I think you'll like it. And Kelly, I, I really think you'll like it because there's a lot of guns in the game. <laughs> hey, uh, it's bingo for me. <laughs> you know, none of this, you know, get your little sword out and attack the dragon. It's like, oh, look, a bad guy. Blam! <laughs> so, fun stuff. Uh, Todd, uh, do you want to talk about the uh, the best peripheral? I know that um, I know that you uh, had some fun with this particular peripheral. <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, it won for me. Yeah. Uh, was the uh, D- turntable for DJ Hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I know I said before how many uh, instruments I have in my house, but I was willing to add this one for something new. 
I mean, for one thing, it would actually provide a new level challenge, namely the crossfader that I've complained about so many times. Mm. But for, well, the way I see it is the adding on to the crossfader, like adding the spikes, was no different from adding the orange note in Guitar Hero or Rock Band. Mm-hmm. It had a new level of gameplay to the mix, and, was, and uh, made the game far more enjoyable. Yeah, I think so, and I think adding a new like like you say, there, there's been the guitars out forever, and then the drums, you know, and and now we have, you know, they're like where are we going to go next? It's going to be like a virtual saxophone or something, you know, and uh, well, and I think the turntable was brilliant. Well, with Rock Band three coming out, we'll have to see what um, what will be added. Next. I think it'll be a I, I think it'll be a slide trombone. <laughs> no, Kelly and I had discussions before. That would before, be um, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly and I discussed this before about another DJ game she's interested in. Mm-hmm. But the way I see it, it looks derivative of an older Konami game. Mm. Instead of being original like the disc table one, and that was my pick for the peripheral of the year 2009. Cool. Well, you and uh, you know a majority of 100,000 other people agreed, so it is our choice. Now, over to Puzzle Game. Uh, we added uh, tower defense games into the puzzle genre uh, a couple years ago, so that controversy is dead. <laughs> so with that out of the way, uh, Nate, why don't you tell us what game won Puzzle Game, since I know it's one of your favorites. PVZ, baby. <laughs> you got zombies, you got mutated plants. You really don't need much more in a game. But toss, toss in the fact that it's essentially a mathematics game. In disguise, which I don't think most people realize, but Plants vs. Zombies really combines math to fight zombies with giant mutated plants. <laughs> I mean, for God's sakes, they want to eat your brain and you're busy doing RNA resequencing. <laughs> it's not, it's not gonna get better than, you know, using a cherry bomb to explode a zombie with a bucket on its head. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Name got crazy day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a narrator who's insane who's wearing a bucket on his head and sells out of the back of what looks like a 1973 Vega. <laughs> I mean, good lord, the the game has everything I need in a game, and in truth, <laughs> it's still on my laptop now. Mm. This might be this might actually be Popcap's greatest game so far. I didn't know it was, had math involved in. It. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, I love it. <laughs> you you were an Englishman. <laughs> uh, moving on to the best rhythm and music game, a brand new category we came up with to uh, highlight all the music and rhythm games that are out there. And Kelly, why don't you tell us who won that particular one? I should let Shella do this, but I know you're such a huge fan, so tell us the winner. Well, the best rhythm music game was Beatles Rock Band. And I think I did vote for that one <laughs> in the end. I can't remember. <laughs> but, I mean, it's the Beatles. I mean, come on. It was wonderful. Great graphics, great gameplay, great song catalog. Because it's the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you Not to mention those amazing visuals they do through the Dreamscape. Oh, yeah, just just amazing. I was about to try to say, uh, this one was a toss-up for me. Really? I mean, I, it was between this and DJ Hero. Mm, right. Because DJ Hero has been having its new control scheme. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I, I lean towards the Beatles because of the song selection and because of the, uh, like I said, the amazing visuals through the dreamscapes. Mm-hmm. They, they really, they painstakingly made every scene look perfect to, to, to match the Beatles' long history. Yeah, well, not to mention the, the three album packs as well. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Now my wife's gonna bug me to get those too. <laughs> my wife, huge Beatles. Especially to get them already. <laughs> my wife, huge Beatles fan. Um, Shella, so what do you think about the, the second British invasion? <laughs> oh. Uh... Yeah, 
great. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think much. I don't play rock band, so uh, I, was, yeah. I was thinking it's a, a real feather yeah. in your cap to have uh, you have you know British uh, people winning <laughs> again and ta- conquering the world. So yeah, I suppose. But, you know, it's funny. I don't. I don't think British the Beatles are a bit ubiquitous, though, aren't they? So yeah, but the British don't really experience Beatlemania like <laughs> we do here in the in the state. No, I don't think we do actually. I mean, we sort of appreciate that they were great and everything, but we're sort of yeah. Just, just give them a golf clap and move on. All right. Yeah, we do. We <laughs> Except it's a cricket clap. Right. Gotcha. We are flesh sometimes. Makes sense. Oh my god. All right. Uh, in the uh, in the sort of same vein as Plants vs Zombies, the actual this was a surprise to me. The best RPG uh, was voted on by a significant margin was actually Torchlight. Now Torchlight is a casual game. Um, I was like uh, our our reviewer Ryan Allen. Uh, he reviewed it and he loved it and said this is you know game of the year. And I was like, oh come on, it's a casual game. And I played it and it it. Like Plants vs. Zombies, it has these beautiful cartoon graphics, and you can keep delving farther and farther into the dungeon. It's very much like Diablo, and I had a really good time with it. I'm still playing it. So, you know, kudos to Torchlight for going up against some of the giants in the industry and the RPG field and winning. Well, casual games are a growth market now. Absolutely. There's a whole group of people who want to play games who don't want to have to memorize 800 pages of manual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or pay fifty quid. Oh yeah, that's true too. Twenty dollars beats uh, fifty dollars for sure. Yeah. yeah, boy, that's true. <laughs> and uh, moving from casual to hardcore, uh, Todd, why don't you tell us who won the shooter category? <laughs> like, there's any guess what it is? <laughs> no, I, I, I was not. No, <laughs> it was kind of a tough field right. this year. All right, well, I'm gonna have Kelly help me out with this, but uh, Kelly, two words, no Russian. <laughs> yeah. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first of several categories that it won, actually. and uh, Which it certainly deserved. And, and deservedly so. Um, was it, uh, I believe it was the biggest launch in the history of entertainment. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and deservedly so. The no Russian level that you guys are talking about is the one where you actually get to be a terrorist. And uh, yep. um, I don't know. Did you, did you guys think that would go against it or that would make it more popular? <laughs> I think it added more to the story, provide some background information on uh, on Makarov. Mm-hmm. It worked out pretty well, and I mean, maybe both Kelly and I got desensitized, but it didn't really phase me that much. Mm-hmm. No, I, it scared Todd when he heard me play it, but that's that's true. <laughs> well, you add in all the Kelly giggles and stuff as you're blowing people away, and it gets a little scarier. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I I enjoyed the game very much. I I played it straight through. Of course, I was trying to do. We were doing a video. I mean, a uh, podcast review of that game. So I was rushing through the game to try to get it done before the show, and uh, I I had a really good time with it. So so best shooter. It was certainly the best shooter that came out this year by far. So uh, no real surprise. Another one uh, in the simulation category that may or may not be a surprise. Nate, why don't you tell us that one? Well, no real surprise here. Just like every other time, The Sims 3 takes best simulation. <laughs> because, holy cow, this thing is a monolith. Every time they turn around, somebody's going to uh, going to be topping it and taking you know, the world by storm again. Mm-hmm. 
I'm impressed by the way they've done it year after year after year, and this is one more extension of how good it's been. Yeah, every time they come up with a new Sims, it's like, well, what are they going to add? You know, a, a new toilet or something? And but, <laughs> you know, because your Sims use the bathroom and things like that. But again and again, they they really surprise me. And now they've got it to where you can actually create like dungeons and adventures and things for other Sim players and have your Sims go on it. I mean, that's pretty amazing, really, when you think that it started out as a dollhouse simulation. <laughs> It really is. You know, it's only a matter of time till they do, like, The Sims, Large Hadron Collider, <laughs> you know, and you're discovering the fundamental nature of the universe in a, in a sim. Right, right. I, I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, I'm sure when The Sims 4 comes out eventually that it will be on the list as well because they just do quality, quality work. The Sims 4. We're in control. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be the characters from The Sims playing a real life simulation. That'll be it. That, that's you. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, something like that. They say, "Watch, I can I can wall this up," and suddenly you're like a mime in a box. <laughs> so uh, moving on. You got to depend. Exactly. Moving on to sports games, Todd. Uh, it looks like the winner is a um, category is the game that you did not vote for, but I don't think you'll be disappointed with the winner in that category. Oh, not at all. I originally wanted NHL 10 to win because, in my opinion, that game actually improved on near perfection. Mm-hmm. But the winner was uh, Race On by Viva Media, which is which is another title. Which, which I think it was my runner-up. Oh, okay. I mean, the reason I didn't give it the overall winner is because it was uh, basically a previous title was it was Race 07 with, with a couple expansion packs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's still a darn good racer. It's very authentic, uh, very simulation detailed, can be catered to arcade users. And able to run it even on my old HP laptop. But my biggest thing is the fact, like I said, I can actually still run it on my PC without having to do all the necessary upgrades. Oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't I didn't realize it had a low footprint as well. Well, that series has always been known for having a low footprint, which I've always liked. Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. Um, and then uh, in the best strategy game, this was a total surprise to me. Uh, and and because I thought Hearts of Iron uh, 3 was going to win. Um, but in fact, a different title that's also put out by Paradox one, and that was Elven Legacy. Um, so I guess uh, now Elven Legacy is a, is a very it's a it's a turn based fantasy uh, game. It's but it's turn based strategy, and I guess that people just liked the um, the fantasy element more than the real time the the real world World War Two genre. I mean, of course, I'm sort of always going to be tilted towards the World War II because it's one of my favorite things to study and read and so forth, but I played Elven Legacy 2 and it was a lot of fun. I mean, you commanded archers and blimp brigades and trolls and things like that, and it, it was neat. So it was kind of like a really hardcore strategy game with a really cool fantasy overlay o- over it. And you really didn't know that you were playing on a hex map, I guess, because they camouflaged it really well. So I can see where that would apply, that would appeal to people who are hardcore strategy gamers and also people who who don't necessarily play strategy games all the time. So, All right, moving on to uh, a, a category that I really like, uh, the environment. This is sort of the overall environment, how well the world sucks you in and keeps you playing. And uh, Kelly, why don't you tell us which is the winner there? Oh, best environment. It's none other than that. Let's see if I can do this. Like, and t- and t- and t- hey, Todd, check it out. Uh, <laughs> it's Borderlands. Uh, <laughs> I hate that character. <laughs> I so hate it. Well, other than the cute little robot, uh, what, what else about uh, Borderlands do you think uh, helped it to win the best environment, Kelly? Uh, well, it was nice that a bloody twig didn't make you trip up. Mm. 
You're still able to walk. I like that. They didn't overclutter the environment. Cell shading, though. I thought at first it was going to be like, oh, God, they're doing that. Beautifully done, though. It really, you don't realize it's even really cell shaded after you play it for a bit. Yeah, you really start to think that that's just the way that Pandora looks, and that I think was really cool, and it definitely deserves best environment. My prediction, we're going to see a lot more cell shaded games now. Yeah, I liked cell shading. It was great because it got away from the whole sort of pixel porn mm-hmm. that the games industry is so obsessed with. Yeah, it sort of makes it more artistic, don't you think, Shella? I mean, it really does, yeah. It's kind of like the impressionism of the games industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the developers like it too because it allows them to actually really sort of use their art talent, you know, as opposed to just, yeah. you know, trying to make everything look really real, you know. Yeah. Like, I think you've written some columns on that, Shella, where it's like, you know, what is art in the game industry? It's a rust stain on the wall that really, really looks like a rust stain. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> There's only so much peeling paint I can look at before I go, yeah, okay, you can do peeling paint. Well done. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are moving on to best soundtrack. And, Todd, I know this is the game that you actually picked for your top pick for game of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, surprisingly not for soundtrack, but more so for the voice acting. Right, right. And it, what's, what's the title, too? Like people it was uh, Bat- Batman Arkham Asylum. And who did the voice acting? Uh, basically, it was the cast of the original Batman animated series. It was uh, Mark Hamill as the Joker, Kevin Conroy as Batman, and Arlene Sorkin as uh, Harley Quinn. It was, it was almost like I was watching the old cartoon again. Except for you were playing it, which was cool. <laughs> yeah. And all, which I like, because the, the animated series was always known for its dark storylines. had more of a mature theme compared to other cartoons or other series, namely the 60s Batman, for instance. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, them recreating that actually making it a little darker for the game format. Even going as far as thinking that my system got the red ring of death. <laughs> Need we say that again? <laughs> but no, I mean, it, the voice acting was excellent on that. Yeah. And I heard they're coming back for the sequel, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, the fantastic voice acting. I uh, I just started playing the game the other night, and uh, I mean Harley Quinn is really really cool. I mean, our Arlie Snorkin uh, does a does a great job. Um, yeah. And uh, Mark Hamill, you know, very cool as a Joker. Uh, was even worse when it says game over and they actually taunt you at the end. <laughs> That's pretty. I mean, I, was, I love that. That's pretty. I haven't had that happen yet. I'll have to try it. So uh, another platform that is rocking and rolling uh, with a lot of hits is the DS. And uh, Kelly, you're our DS reviewer. What what was the best title for the DS this year? Best DS game was Guitar Hero on Tour Modern Hits. One of my niece's favorites, actually. I think. If she takes her DS anywhere, she's taking that fret mod mm-hmm. with her because that game will end up being in that system at one time during the day. Yeah, and they, that that was really innovative because instead of just making you like tap the screen to play music, they actually added a controller sort of. Oh, yeah, it's very neat. It fits snugly. It's perfect, too, with the little buttons for little fingers <laughs> for your main market for the DS. I mean, spot on with them. So they did a really good job. Very cool. Uh, another new category we had this year was the best expansion pack or DLC. We had uh, a whole lot of uh, entries in, in that category, a lot of nominations. And the winner was Lord of the Rings Online, The Siege of Mirkwood. I am a Lord of the Rings player. I play all the time. Uh, our guild, the uh, Keepers of the Red Book, get together every Sunday night to go and adventure in Tolkien's amazing world. And uh, the interesting thing about this particular expansion pack was that they did all the things an expansion pack has to do. It added a new area. It l- raised the level cap to the game and things like that. But they also added a completely new type of gameplay into the game called Skirmishing. And it's kind of like Capture the Flag games, but... 
it's set up so that you can do it yourself uh, against the computer or if you get a whole bunch of people together, you, you can have teams and so forth. And so I thought that was really neat because I, uh, other than when I'm playing with my friends on Sunday night, I like to play by myself. And being able to do that type of capture the flag gameplay on my own without having to meet up with a bunch of losers that I don't know <laughs> um, is really cool. So kudos to uh, Lord of the Rings Online Siege of Mirkwood for changing the gameplay and nabbing the uh, that award this year. And then uh, we have uh, the best PC game. This is a repeat from another category. And uh, let's see. I let Nate announce the last one. How about you, Kelly? What was the best PC game of the year? <laughs> It's Plants vs. Zombies. Come on, get real. You don't even have to pay for it. You can go on Pop Cut, cut site and stream it. <laughs> it's like wonderful. It's like, oh, cheap? Okay, here, play for free. <laughs> well, there is no way to calculate the amount of lost productivity that Plants vs. Zombies has caused in American offices. <laughs> it's clearly extending the recession. And, and I will say that as far as in the, the Plants vs. Zombies thing, it's not just popular in the United States. What happened was, um, I, I believe the, um, the people at PopCap let their, um, their Asian fans know that they were up for this award, and the Asian fans came in in droves. I mean, they, it must be really, really a, a, a popular game over there, so, so. I mean, PopCap goes out of its way to simulate a real sort of, uh, you know, quarter-based console game system. Mm-hmm. The gameplay is simple, you know, how to do it, but it's executed in such a way that you have many, many options, and, you know, you have zombies floating on balloons. <laughs> it, is, it is pretty funny. All this thing needs is a pirate and a ninja and a giant monkey, and you've got the perfect game. <laughs> I'm sure they'll add that, Plants vs. Zombies 2, the giant monkey attacks. <laughs> you, you heard it here first, giant monkey. Um, yeah. Exactly. So for uh, now, here's an interesting category: best PlayStation 2 game. We always say, "Hey, the PlayStation 2 is a dead platform." I think we've said it every year for like three years, <laughs> and they keep coming out with games for the PlayStation 2. It was um, Oscar nominated and for best picture, and it actually won the Oscar for best animated. It was up, beautiful. I mean, it's really cool how you got to to play the little kid, the old man, and had to like really good two player. Mm-hmm function it was a lot of fun <laughs> very cool a lot of fun yeah and it was, it was good um it was a good two-player game too i mean it was really neat that you could share with somebody else because not both both characters couldn't do everything so you had to rely on your buddies to help you out and that was really cool i mean it, it's it's interesting to me that, that kelly's review here capsule review sums it up with you know it was just a lot of fun <laughs> You know, as if that, that should be a surprise for a game. <laughs> so so often games are so concerned with being, you know, extreme yeah. or cutting edge or bloody or, you know. Yeah, the fun is the something. element that gets forgotten quite yeah. a lot. The, the and, fact, and it's replaced with frustration, rage. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that Kelly can sum this one up with, wow, this was fun, shows yeah. that these guys cut down to what makes this thing, you know, enjoyable. As opposed to, why the hell do I have to, like, backtrack back here? And, like, <laughs> why the hell? Like, who's he? What? It's just like, ugh. What's that old Something line like, about Knights of the Re- Old Republic? Go get your own damn Ewok slippers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Up was Up was a really classic game based on a fantastic movie. So, very good. And, and oh, my God, I just realized it's a movie tie-in that was actually good. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Deserves, Those are rare. It deserves an award well, just for that. <laughs> 
Ten, ten more years now. Ten more years. <laughs> Moving on to the uh, best PlayStation 3 game. Yes, we are one console above the two at this point. And that was pretty much a no-brainer. That was Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. Um, uh, Naughty Dog Software is probably the best developer for the PlayStation 3 at the moment. And uh, and let me tell you, because uh, my friend uh, Chris, Chris Richards, uh, let me borrow um, that, that title. I didn't actually get to play it. And uh, I started playing it the other night, and man, strap you, – you need a seatbelt because you need to strap yourself on. The game starts – okay, you, you open your eyes, and you're hanging over a cliff on a train moving across a, a bridge. It's like, oh my god, you know, what a wake-up call. <laughs> and the game just gets more and more crazy and amazing from there. So, yeah, it's it's about as amazing as a console game can get. So if you have a PlayStation 3 – Pick up that game. Do yourself a favor. And then moving on to the uh, best PSP game, that was uh, Final Fantasy Dissida. And that was, um, of course, obviously that is part of the um, the uh, Final Fantasy um, genre. And I don't know, the reviewer didn't really like that game. The the person that reviewed it for us didn't, didn't really like it all that much. Um, but he's not a Final Fantasy fan, and apparently this was a way for Final Fantasy fans to really be able to get into the game and learn the backstory of some characters, and kind of just tided them along until they were able to get Final Fantasy uh, 13, which is out now. Um, so very cool, a good way to do it, using a different platform to give some people some backstory. And it also apparently p- pushed the PSP to its god-awful almost limits graphically, so that was pretty cool. Um, on the Wii side, uh, Todd, I know you've talked about this one. Why don't, why don't you announce who the winner of the Wii game was? Uh, this is a game I want to play if I still had a Wii. <laughs> House, of, House of the Dead Overkill. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though the House of the Dead series kind of uh, gone long in the tooth, uh, mm-hmm. the thing I liked about Wii is how it incorporated that grindhouse-style feel from uh, as if you're watching a Quentin Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. The, the storyline is just completely outrageous. The dialogue is F-bomb this and F-bomb that. <laughs> And uh, most of all, it just looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, the reviewer, uh, our reviewer, um, basically said it's. They made it purposely, sort of like they wanted to make it a bad game uh, or like a B movie type of game. And the game is so bad that it's amazingly good. So <laughs> I don't know if many people want to want to gamble and try to make a game like that, but apparently it worked for House of the Dead Overkill. So might be one of the first dead tales I really want to play since Typing of the Dead on the Dreamcast. <laughs> oh God, yeah, I so. like. The dead games. Well, yeah, definitely try to give this one a try, Shella, because uh, apparently it's the best one by far. So. I really want. I'd need a Wii for that. Got to get yourself a Wii, and you're trying to get a PS3 <laughs> so you can play Heavy Rain. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> All right, uh, the Xbox 360 Game of the Year. Uh, this is another uh, category win for Call of Duty 4: Modern Warfare 2. Um, uh, I think the reason it won so handedly on the 360 platform is because it has the best uh, multiplayer there. I mean, Kelly, you you play the the multiplayer on live all the time, right? Yeah, I'm not here recently because I've just got inundated with all the other games that's came out. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it's if I had two copies, it would be quite interesting because. Of course, I would only play as long as my nephew was on my team. <laughs> I will never play against him because I do not want to get straight in. <laughs> gotcha. That makes sense. Um, and then we have the two the two big 
category wins, of course, we have, um, well, we have the overall game of the year, but we also had, the way we do it as far as voting is we let um, the, the, the game that's second best, if you will, if it has enough votes, uh, becomes the runner-up. And the runner-up this year was Borderlands. Borderlands also won environment game of the year so that was cool and we were glad to give them the runner-up and then we have the uh the game of the year um shella why don't you tell us what the game of the year was overall uh, <laughs> <laughs> it also got the award for longest most ridiculous title for a game of the year it's Call of duty 4 modern War- warfare 2 the <laughs> so, longest long in the tooth title but um yeah well-deserved, I think. Oh, well-deserved. I mean, when you have a game that's the largest launch in entertainment history, yeah. you're pretty much yeah. going to be – it's pretty much going to be game of the year, I, I would think. So yeah. So those are our choices, uh, like they say uh, in um, – Well, not our choices. Right, right, right. yes. I, I was about to say 100,000 gamers can't be wrong, you know. So <laughs> but um, so those are the uh, choices that you picked, uh, over almost 100,000 of you for games of the year. And we will, um, we will be celebrating those games for a long time. And let us hope, let us pray that 2010 gives us just as many cool titles. Um, until next time, we'll see you all in the lounge, uh, here at GameIndustry.com. If, uh, you want to comment on the show, feel free to give us an email, ginlounge at GameIndustry.com. Uh, until then, we will see you next time. Take care, everybody. 